So one of the fun side effects of that Dominion lawsuit against Fox News is that aside from the growing amount of evidence demonstrating their complicity in the stolen election narrative, we're also getting a peek behind the scenes in order to see exactly what Fox News hosts thought about other topics. And this week, thanks to more unsealed court documents, it was revealed that Actually, Tucker Carlson despises Donald Trump behind closed doors. Tucker, the guy who wore a fucking bow tie uh, for years on uh, his show and uh, is clearly cut from the neocon cloth and clearly only embraced Trumpism uh, strategically. That guy, that Tucker doesn't like Donald he Trump. He hates him. What? And this is all while defending him and cozying up to him on uh, his TV show and in public appearances. Now, while it was, it's always fun to see this side of Tucker trotted out, uh, we should probably start with his refresh framing of the January 6th insurrection through video footage that was given to him uh, and his producers by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, check this out, libs. <laughs> yeah, so Tucker Carlson's coverage of this footage is so skewed that even members of the GOP are coming out against it. But let's just tell it like it is. Carlson received 40,000 hours of security footage from the U.S. Capitol, picked out all the most innocuous moments, and reframed the insurrection on the Capitol as nothing more than a tour of the building by patriots who were simply interested in the building and uh, not a mob who was instructed to travel to D.C. on the day that Biden's presidency would be certified at the behest of Donald Trump, riled up by multiple speeches, including one by the president who insisted the election was stolen and that the crowd would have to, quote, fight like hell if they wanted to have a, a country anymore to yeah. themselves, claimed that he would be marching with them to the Capitol and then stood by and watched as multiple cameras and live streams captured a violent attack on the building, Capitol Police, and an infiltration of secure areas within, resulting in multiple multiple deaths, stolen documents, stolen equipment, and elected officials, including Vice President Mike Pence, fearing for their lives. Yeah. But there's two sides to every story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is all well documented. It happened like over two years ago now. Uh, there's been investigations. Uh, yeah, been we've gone over everything. this. Um, there's been no shortage of investigations, witness testimony including testimony from officials, Capitol Police, the rioters themselves. Uh, also footage from the rioters themselves where they're saying exactly what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Text messages sent by uh, people involved, people who planned things. But hey, now that I've seen that these people weren't using 100% of their time in the building uh, causing uh, wanton destruction, well... I'm changing my mind. Yeah, uh, it's so hard to believe that uh, some of these people would just stand around and gawk at uh, the, the building that they've never been in before and also have no idea what to do once inside. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but now that Tucker Carlson has 40,000 hours of security footage, he can take moments of nonviolence and reframe the entire thing as just a bit of curiosity behind the thousands of patriots who apparently did nothing wrong. All of this coming at a time where court documents are slowly being released that show once again that Fox News is a propaganda machine that even its hosts are sometimes shocked by. It's also always somehow necessary to bring up, in case you missed it in the months and years past, that Tucker Carlson's show evaded a lawsuit a few years back when lawyers for Fox News successfully argued to a U.S. district judge that no reasonable viewer should take what Tucker Carlson says seriously. And also, if you, if you want more on the whole January 6th thing and everything that led up to it, and you like book recommendations, I recently finished one about everything that led up to January 6th and first-hand accounts from that day written by an actual war correspondent who'd previously uh, covered the global war on terrorism. It's called The Storm Is Here uh, by Luke Mogelson. Because, look, it wasn't just one day that everyone decided to storm the Capitol. This was years in the making. 
It's the best book that I've read on the subject, and it encompasses so much more than just that day. But let's get back to the story at hand. Tucker Carlson's mission to rewrite the history of January 6th. A production so egregious that, like we said, even members of the GOP are upset about this and trying to correct the record. I mean, I think most of them, aside from the the real crazies, would like to please just move on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also, uh, a few of them were there that day and literally feared for their lives. Yeah. Anyways, here's NPR. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, who may be dead, we said don't know. he fell. Yeah. Said Tuesday afternoon he aligned himself with remarks issued earlier Tuesday by U.S. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger to his rank and file, slamming Carlson's offensive and misleading conclusions about the siege. He held up Manger's one-page statement called "Truth and Justice" near the Senate chamber. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. McConnell sputtered out through his uh, turkey-like face at reporters. Before falling. Earlier, Which is not funny, yeah. but... If, uh, he's, if he's actually dead by the time this video goes up, I'm we are sorry, sorry. But not, I mean... He did take a spill. That he's very old, and, you know, maybe it yeah. would be better if very, very, very old people weren't in charge of running the country. I mean, they're just going to replace him with someone younger and more evil, so it's like... That didn't stop, uh, like, a Trump surrogate from posting a video of a turtle falling down the stairs, though. See, animal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do cruelty, that. Animal cruelty, very funny. That's too mean to for me. Yeah. Anyway, it continues. Earlier Tuesday, Manger asked his statement be read at roll call meetings for rank and file and posted on all Capitol Police bulletin boards. In the memo, which was obtained by NPR, Manger listed out a series of falsehoods portrayed by Fox. Carlson pushed outrageous and false allegations that officers acted as tour guides. Manger refuted that characterization, saying that officers who were severely outnumbered were using de-escalation tactics to try to talk rioters into getting each other to leave the building. This is uh, this was uh, in testimony from the officers, yeah. officers and helps. And also, that well, it's like in that book, the guy was on the scene asking officers about it, and they're just like, like, look, there's a mob, there's an angry mob. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the the fact that that woman was shot, like it's still controversial. I wish it didn't happen, but mm -hmm. like it's honestly, they should be praying to God, thanking him that more people weren't fucking shot because they definitely, they had the just cause to do so in a lot of these situations. And there were officers that did, uh, like, try their best to hold the line, uh, in one case, resulting in uh, a stroke a day later after all of the actions happened. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the article uh, continues. The program cherry-picked from the calmer moments outside the violent attack to push a false narrative dismissing the violence of the siege. The Fox News host claimed fallen officer Brian Sicknick's death had nothing to do with his heroic actions on January 6th. The department maintains, Manger wrote, that had Officer Sicknick not fought valiantly for hours on the day he was violently assaulted, Officer Sicknick would not have died the next day. TV commentary will not record the truth for our history books, Manger said in closing. The justice system will. The truth and justice are on our side. Earlier this month, McCarthy confirmed reports that he had allowed the release of the extensive footage to Carlson as an exclusive. In comments to reporters Tuesday evening, McCarthy said he would release the footage to all media outlets and the public, but wouldn't say when that would happen. Democrats warned it was a dangerous move to hand the tapes over to Carlson alone. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer doubled down on those concerns, speaking to reporters after McConnell's remarks. Last night, Fox News, with Speaker McCarthy as a willing, capable, and powerful accomplice, aired one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen in the history, in the entire history of cable television, Schumer well, said. okay, Chuck. <laughs> uh, Tucker Carlson is a propagandist publicly pretending to be a newsman. 
And this is all while Fox News and Carlson himself are embroiled in a lawsuit that continues to shine light on their disinformation campaigns and outright lies. So yeah, with the actual serious and dangerous news out of the way, there's your update on all that. Um, let's now laugh about how Tucker Carlson actually hates Donald Trump and how pathetic it is that despite his actual feelings regarding the former president and his claims of election fraud, he continues to just get down on his knees and kiss that ring and lick them boots clean. Mm -hmm. mm. Thank you, sir. May I have another? In a conversation with his producer, Alex Pfeiffer, the two discussed what was playing out on election night with Pfeiffer saying, on the bright side, Trump has a pretty low rate at success in his business ventures. Tucker replies, that's for sure. All of them fail. What he's good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we played it wrong. It's so obvious. A few days later, on November 10th, Pfeiffer texted, Many viewers were upset tonight that we didn't cover election fraud. Carlson, yeah, probably should have. Pfeiffer, yeah, I didn't get why we didn't. Assumed it was some sort of decision not to, but it's all our viewers care about right now. Carlson, mistake. I just hate that shit. Uh, the very next day, Carlson ran a segment claiming that voter fraud happened and we can prove it and then listed off names of supposedly dead voters that the Trump campaign provided to them directly, which... Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was bullshit. Uh, yeah, and so, like, reading these texts and then seeing the video clips of the following day's show is just insane. Um, in another text exchange on November 10th, Pfeiffer mentioned Trump saying he would not attend Biden's inauguration, with Carlson replying, I'd heard that about the inauguration. Hard to believe. So destructive. Pfeiffer, I really hate what he is doing. Millions believe every word he says. Carlson, it's disgusting. I'm trying to look away. Are you, though? Mm. Are you trying to look away, Tucker? Mm. A few days later, a text exchange between Carlson, Fox executive Ron Mitchell, and producer Justin Wells went as follows. Mitchell, this press conference has gotten bananas. Carlson, I keep hearing that. So bad. I really want to ignore it. Wells, Sidney Powell and Rudy are fucking liars. Yeah, there was a lot of shit talking in the group chat about uh, Rudy, Sidney Powell, yeah. uh, that whole side of things. So as that conversation played out, Carlson attached photos of Rudy Giuliani's leaky ass head saying, my mind is blown. His producer replies back, he is sweating and dripping of temporary hair color. No one cares that Rudy was melting away at 1 p.m. Thought it is sad and somewhat hilarious at the same time. So they're just dunking on him behind the scenes. Poor Rudy. Yeah. Just well, with he's his a leaky head. He's a clown. <laughs> yeah. So weeks later, just before the insurrection on the Capitol, Tucker messaged his producer, Alex Pfeiffer, with the quote that has made the rounds all week long. Here you go. Carlson, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. Pfeiffer, I want nothing more. It does feel very close. I imagine things will get nice starting around mid-February. Carlson, I hate him passionately. <laughs> I blew up at Peter Navarro today in frustration. I actually like Peter, but I can't handle much more of this. Uh, so, uh, mm. uh, January 6th rolls around, uh, and Pfeiffer and Carlson, they have another conversation, one that would seem to refute Carlson's current claims of the insurrection being nothing more than a fun romp. Pfeiffer says, people were enraged today because they thought Mike Pence would save the day. Carlson, Trump has two weeks left. Once he's out, he becomes incalculably less powerful, even in the minds of his supporters. My view is that the most important thing we can do, maybe the only thing we can do, is try to save the things that make America worth living in. For me, that begins with the First and Second Amendments. Pfeiffer, agreed. I just worry in those two weeks' time and the time after that, he will inspire people to do even more stuff to put those rights in jeopardy. Carlson, there's no question he will. He's a demonic force, a destroyer. 
but he's not going to destroy us. I've been thinking about this every day for four years. Jeez. Pfeiffer, you're right. I don't want to let him destroy me either. The Trump anger spiral is vicious. Carlson, that's for sure, deadly. It almost consumed me in November when Sidney Powell attacked us. It was very difficult to regain emotional control, but I knew I had to. We've got two weeks left. We can do this. <laughs> Just this two will weeks. all blow over. Just two weeks to stop the surge. <laughs> uh, and just to rub a little more salt in the wound, uh, keep in mind what Tucker Carlson is currently saying about the insurrection on the Capitol and what he says here on his broadcast the night of January 6th after having the previous conversations with his producer. Just watch. When thousands of your countrymen storm the Capitol building, you don't have to like it. We don't. You can be horrified by the violence. And as we said, and we'll say it again, we are horrified. It's wrong. But if you don't bother to pause and learn a single thing from it, from your citizens storming your Capitol building, then you're a fool. You lack wisdom and you lack self-awareness. You have no place running a country. We got to this sad, chaotic day for a reason. It is not your fault. It is their fault. So I'm beginning to think we might not be able to trust this guy. Yeah. Uh, but look, we are sorry about those stories and this next story, but a lot of this stuff, it's important and it's also kind of funny. We promise to throw in some, you know, some movie or video game news at the end or, you know, something for the dorks. But let's get through one more important one first. Trump is probably, almost certainly, maybe getting fucking indicted. And we know, we agree, let's believe it when we see it. But this is a pretty big development in his ongoing legal battles, of which there are many. Anyways, here's the latest from the New York Times. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office recently signaled to Donald J. Trump's lawyers that he could face criminal charges for his role in the payment of hush money to a porn star. The strongest indication yet that prosecutors are nearing an indictment of the former president, according to four people with knowledge of the matter. That's the thing they're getting him on? Uh-huh. Okay. The prosecutors offered Mr. Trump the chance to testify next week before the grand jury that has been hearing evidence in the potential case, the people said. Such offers almost always indicate an indictment is close. It would be unusual for the district attorney, Alvin L. Bragg, to notify a potential defendant without ultimately seeking charges against him. Any case would mark the first indictment of a former American president and could upend the 2024 presidential race in which Mr. Trump remains a leading contender. Mr. Bragg could become the first prosecutor to charge Mr. Trump, but he might not be the last. In Georgia, the Fulton County District Attorney is investigating whether Mr. Trump interfered in the 2020 election, and at the federal level, a special counsel is scrutinizing Mr. Trump's effort to overturn the election results, as well as his handling of classified documents. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, again, calm down. Calm down. This dude is slippery as hell. It's that tweet of, uh, uh, how's he going to wiggle his way out of this one? Trump then wiggles his way easily yeah. out of this one. Wait, the Stormy Daniels so thing is still happening? That's is that why, what this is? That's why I do believe... No, fuck, what year is this? I, this is why I believe this indictment is totally happening, because he hasn't mentioned Stormy Daniels in a very long time. And then at his CPAC speech, he went out of his way to talk specifically about Stormy Daniels and called her a horse face. So, that horse face, who I fucked, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, so it is on his mind. Uh, he had to take the dick. So that's why I do believe huh. that this is uh, accurate. But, like, what's the worst that could happen to him? I mean, He's not it going would, to jail. It would be the first indictment of a former president. That's, okay. You know, it's historic in that way. But, uh, look, an indictment does not mean a conviction. Let's make that clear. So everyone calm down. 
Also, the Republican Party is still firmly in his corner in most cases, despite wanting to distance themselves publicly. Over in Georgia, where Trump could be brought up on charges related to election interference, quote, Republican legislators are pushing bills that would make it easier to remove local <laughs> prosecutors from office, an effort that prominent Democratic prosecutors have decried as dangerous overreach. The move comes as Atlanta area prosecutor Fannie Willis considers bringing charges against former President Donald Trump and his allies over 2020 election interference. Georgia's a weird state. It sure is. Uh, the Washington Post continues adding that a bill passed by the Georgia House on Monday night would create a state oversight panel that could recall any of the state's elected district attorneys or solicitors general for several reasons, including willful misconduct or persistent failure to perform his or her duties. So what a fun country and specifically yeah. a fun state. Yeah. That is currently waging a, war on its own citizens a, over a protected piece of land so they can build yeah. a cop training center. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. They, uh, what a weird place. Like, living in Atlanta would be such a trip. It's so <laughs> weird, too, because, like, yeah, it, it, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the most, you know, at this point, not most famous, but, like, infamous uh, yeah. character out of Georgia politics right now. But clearly, the voters in Georgia... Are have shifted to blue in recent years, even outside enough, of Atlanta. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's fucking weird. Like yeah, Atlanta, you just feel like you're in any just like standard default American city. The government. Then you is, leave like that radius, and it's just like the craziest, most like right wing fuckers you've ever the seen. The policies that they're passing are like completely antithetical to what the voters have voted for. Yeah. So, anyways. So, there's your Trump. <laughs> your Trump takes. Yeah. But let's switch gears now and get out of politics, right? Let's stick to gaming. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to talk about gaming. Well, no, we uh, will talk about gaming, but not right now. Not yet. Let's talk about someone who is finally brave enough to stand up for, to their legion of fans and say, enough is enough. Y'all need to take a fucking shower before you get anywhere near me. You yeah. stink. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. What is that smell? He's got stink lines coming off him and everything. Ugh. An anime voice actor and singer who is famous for roles in titles like Genshin Impact, I don't know if I'm saying that right, and I don't care, has laid out some pretty sensible demands before one of her recent live concerts. Bring a backup battery for your phone, keep your valuables hidden, and take a goddamn bath, you smelly, disgusting losers, you nasty little weebs. <laughs> Here's Insider with more. A Japanese voice actress and singer named Rie Takahashi recently took it upon herself to gently remind her fans about basic live concert etiquette. On February 25th, Takahashi took to Twitter to share a detailed hand-drawn guide <laughs> for anyone attending her first live concert, which took place on February 26th. Among her tips are suggestions like bringing a power bank and carrying a small bag to keep your valuables safe. And notably, Takahashi also included tips for dealing with body odor. Near the bottom right of her infographic, the singer sketched a drawing of a person taking a bath with her suggestion of bathing before the concert to avoid bothering others with body odor. Many of her fans were impressed by her hand-drawn infographic, and others were amused by the small detail about bathing. A Twitter user replied saying that they can't bathe due to an injury, but said they would definitely bring perfume along, to which Takahashi mm. responded, Personally, I recommend sweat wipes and dry shampoo. Some people may not like perfume. Yeah, you're going to smell like a, like an Egyptian pharaoh, just <laughs> never bathing and just adding more perfume on top of you. It's not a good smell. No, it's not. Mm -mm. So, folks, she is begging you to take care of yourself for the love of God and for the love of those around you. Please, yeah. rinse the fuck up. Gamers, Gamers rinse, rinse up. up. Truly, anyone who has ever been to a gaming convention or really any other dork-adjacent setting will understand the telltale signs and smells of a fan base who somehow refuses to clean themselves before attending. 
We're not talking about people sweating it up once they're in there. It does get hot uh, yeah. in those crowds. That's unavoidable. And there's definitely, there is an odor to that. There's also an odor to uh, those bathroom stalls at Comic-Con. Uh, y'all, should, <laughs> y'all, y'all should try fiber supplements. Eating nothing but uh, French fries and chicken nuggets uh, a, for an entire weekend. There's a weekend. smell and there's a sound. Yes. <laughs> um, and there's a noticeable and distinct stench when someone hasn't showered for days and might not have wiped sufficiently in addition to anything else. Yeah, there's a difference between uh, like a sweat smell that's like an hour old and someone who hasn't bathed for a day or two or yeah. more. It is... One of them smells like an actual corpse is walking by. Yeah, it smells, it smells like a sewer. It's, it's so funny. There's like uh, the, the stores that sell like comics and Magic the Gathering cards and shit. A lot of them have like signs on the door saying, uh, we do reserve the right to kick you out if you... If you, uh... you are ruining my business. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've heard that in some like entry level uh, college uh, computer science uh, courses, the, the professors will very gently include in their syllabus... Uh, Something about something yeah. to nudge their students into uh, Good. bathing. Yeah, it's so. it's uh, something uh, you know. The American education system should really teach bathing and taxes. It's weird. It's like wh- t- showering is. It feels really nice. Um, I don't. I don't understand. I, you Why know, I'm always like, so... I turn it on, I'm like, oh, okay, fine, I'll get in. And once I'm in, I'm like, I'm staying oh, in here. Oh, God. This is amazing. I got my own water park here. Just draining the reservoirs of L.A. County. Yeah. No, I yeah. take, I, I, I try to keep it I get in and I get out. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm shaving my head. And I that takes to, a while. switched to bar soap about a year or two ago, and I feel that it uh, exfoliates my skin a bit better than just using body wash. No. Yeah. There's a tip for all you weebs. Also, uh, white people wash your legs. Okay, I've seen that critique online. Yeah, uh, apparently white people don't wash their legs. Not me, though. Yeah, I take very good care of these legs. My legs are invited to the leg out. Uh-huh. I wear shorts That's in the, the summertime, and I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like Joe Biden, not I have hairy legs. I am not invited to the cookout, but these legs, they're like, these legs look pretty clean. <laughs> Anyways, take care of yourself, people. <laughs> And we're glad that, you know, she had the guts to say it as politely as possible. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. uh, using her powers for good. Her power and her influence. But over in movie news, did you forget? We all forgot, didn't we? The Oscars are this weekend. Oh. And literally the only thing that I care about is the seemingly confirmed news that there will be a live performance of the song from Bollywood action film RRR, which should, by all indications, be as incredible and impressive as it is in the film itself. Other than that, no real interest. I hope that everything, everywhere, all at once win, uh, wins a bunch of stuff, despite that movie being just beaten into the ground by the movie press in recent months, to the point where even the people behind it are tired of hearing the discourse. It's My experience with that movie is so bizarre, because I saw it opening weekend yeah. in, in Austin, not knowing anything about it. I didn't even know it was directed by the Daniels until I saw their names on screen. I knew that much, but I didn't know anything else yeah, about I it. Knew, I, went and I knew tried to go in blind. nothing going into it while well, I watched it I loved it come out and uh, and then yeah there's just been so many takes about it since it was then. even I'm like I, I missed the feeling I had after watching this movie by and just being alone with my thoughts and being like that was a fun movie yes and it didn't really <laughs> pick up until I forget what the first award show is was SAG yeah, it's or something been sweeping but like, like yeah, just the press around this thing, and and because justifiably, it's getting a lot of good press and awards, yeah. but it's really brought out the worst uh, uh, online critics to talk about. Well, this it's thing. just like uh, the thing with the especially like Twitter critics is like people can't just let a movie be decent. <laughs> yeah, like it, if it's yeah. not absolutely perfect, if it doesn't check all their boxes, like they reflexively hate it, and it's just so exhausting. It's like. 
I don't have fucking time for your well, bullshit. Well, I hope RRR wins best song, and I hope that uh, Everything Everywhere wins a bunch. Of... The Daniels deserve it. It's a great film. It yeah, deserves the accolades. Be, I mean, hey, we interviewed those guys back when they were just. They just, got the blessing. The just, blessing. Just two Daniels. We we gave them the ETC nudge. Seal of approval. Yeah, our dying breath. We said, hey, make a make a really good movie. Mm-hmm. In addition to the one you just made, and they did it. Same with Oscar Isaac. Man was nobody until he met us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at him now. Uh-huh. That uh, Goblin, he's doing great. Yeah. John Goblicon. Little Dicky was just some fucking YouTuber, and he's got his own show on FX now. Um, yeah, but he did a song with Chris Brown, so I immediately stopped listening to oh, him. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, Mike Diva, now on SNL. Yeah. And they're striking. Good. Yeah. April 1st, they're no, no, April 1st, no, no joke. Fooling. The uh, I believe the uh, editorial staff well, is striking. I, I haven't watched a ton of SNL, obviously, like in years, but the, this, this, there's definitely been clips I've seen from it where I'm like, that's Mike Diva oh, right yeah, there. It's, it's obvious. Like they does sudden, great work. Suddenly, the CGI production value is just like through the roof. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Mario. Kart. Yeah, I was like, that's got Mike Diva. They have a bunch of good it. new cast members. Uh, Sarah Squirm is very good. Uh, I haven't seen any of her live performance stuff. I heard it's disgusting. It's pretty weird, yeah. But uh, very good on the show. But wait, what were we talking about? The Oscars? Well, and, and, no, just regular. Now let's switch to met regular. Oh, the Oscars are coming. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I saw anything other than everything everywhere all at once. Is Batman not nominated for anything? Probably. It should be. Yeah. Best picture, The Batman. Uh, but in regular movie news, would it surprise anyone to hear that Disney has once again changed its mind when it comes to Star Wars? Are we not getting 100 years of Star Wars? No, they had to change that after Rick and Morty got canceled. They can't oh, use the reference yeah. anymore. But it, look, this is all shocking. Wow. Uh, also shocking, they're canceling Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie. I think we've had enough of women <laughs> directing films. I think they... Uh, they uh, <laughs> If they didn't announce this on International Women's Day, it was like the day before. <laughs> Just like digging it in even uh, worse. That sucks for her. But She'll also, be fine. the follow-up headline is like, and they're letting Taika Waititi do whatever he wants. And uh, yeah, he, he's oh, going to yeah. do that, and he's putting himself in the movie. Yeah, uh, he, he's another one that people on the internet seem to have just the most deranged fucking opinions about. And I'm just like, guys, yeah, I like... I like the stuff he makes. No, it's that... <laughs> it, it, it really is that uh, DJ Khaled cover, like, Cursed by Success. Yeah. <laughs> People need to just calm. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. They can't, they, they even like to talk about. They can't. Even like like Pedro Pascal, like the way people talk. It's the all, oversexualization it's all, it's of Pedro positive. Pascal is insane. No one has anything negative to say about Pedro Pascal, which sounds great on the surface, but yeah. people get so fucking weird about it, and he's clearly uncomfortable with it. Dude, there was Leave a, the man alone. There was a clip where uh, someone from a pretty prominent news uh, organization tried to get him like, to read like filthy tweets he's just or something. Like, yeah, no, no, no thanks. Yeah, it's Leave it is alone. weird uh, how horny people are for that man. Leave Orange County's most successful actor alone. Yes, exactly. Uh, anyways, with more on all the Star Wars shakeups, yeah. here's Variety. In December 2020, Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy announced that Wonder Woman helmer Patty Jenkins would direct the next Star Wars movie, the one-off adventure Rogue Squadron. But in September 2022, Disney pulled the title from its scheduled December 2023 release, and sources with knowledge of the production say it's no longer in active development at the studio. Meanwhile, Variety has learned that a possible Star Wars feature produced by Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige is also no longer in active development at Lucasfilm. When news of Feige's involvement with a Star Wars film broke in September 2019, it churned up fan speculation, since widely debunked, that he was in line to replace Kennedy as the leader of Lucasfilm. Uh, it turns out all of the uh, movie room rumors online are complete bullshit half the time. I, I mean, I don't care about any of this shit, but like, I'm glad that he, like, can you imagine, like, Star Wars just like, well, that just happened. See you next time. We have a Chewbacca. Like, yeah. Fuck off. 
Get that get that soy fucking shit out of my movies. I don't like it. Uh, it's have, not even my movies. You can make whatever you want. I'm not going to watch it, though. Uh, that's why I like that show, Shrinking. It is a realistic breath of fresh air in the comedy world, at least for me. Like, it isn't just self-referential and just, yeah. like, talking to the camera and ha- pointing out obvious jokes. I, I'm sick of banter. It's just banter out of my out of my movies and, yeah. and stories. Get, but, uh, no banter in my stories. As for Ryan Johnson, uh, the in-demand filmmaker, has made no secret that he still wants to make the Star Wars movies he first announced in 2017 before the release of his film, The Last Jedi. How many times we got to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> and Kennedy has been clear that Lucasfilm still wants him too. But Johnson's immediate priorities, continuing his Benoit Blanc movies with Daniel Craig for Netflix and season two of hit Peacock series Poker Face with Natasha Lyonne, will keep him occupied for the foreseeable future. It's wild that he still wants to make another Star Wars movie. Good. Uh, again, I, I liked it. I, like, I think, you know, he yeah. made the best film out of that new trilogy. I mean, it's pretty undeniable. I mean, where that stands on your top films overall in that universe, that's up to you. Uh, but at least he did something different and visually incredible. I, I, I liked that movie much better than the other yeah, two. Yeah, some cool stuff happened in it. It's I'm, so jarring if you watch all three of them now. It is such a oddball. I've still never even seen the third one, so all I know is the line somehow Palpatine returned, <laughs> which I quote all the time. You need That's to watch. Need you to still know. need to watch Andor. It is the best Star Wars thing yeah, that heard, has been made I heard to pretty, this point. It's pretty good. I know it's a bold I statement. Heard poker face is pretty good. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of things I need to watch. Uh, their their coverage continues. Sources say Thor Love and Thunder filmmaker Taika Waititi continues to work on his possible Star Wars feature, and he would most likely have a part in it as well, similar in prominence to his standout role as an imaginary Adolf Hitler in his Oscar-winning 2019 feature Jojo Rabbit. And, I mean, that does sound like a pretty prominent role. We're bringing Hitler to Star Wars. <laughs> they already implied it. They might as well just do it uh, straightforward. While, you know, in my opinion, Thor Love and Thunder clearly wasn't his greatest work. Never saw it. You, if you were talking about like the self-referential like banter, you would not like this. No. Uh, I am still curious about a Star War with him behind it, a full-length movie with him behind it, though I have less faith in whatever on-screen role that he has at this point. And I mean, he's already he's already a voice in the Star Wars canon. Are we to believe that he can be two different characters in one galaxy? God, movie news sucks. Yeah, I, this is giving me flashbacks of like ETC news circa like. 2015. Yeah. I didn't really care about it back then, and I don't care about it now. Oh, well. Anyway, speaking of news that's as inconsequential as it is unsurprising, it's time for gaming news. Sup, gamers? Bathe. And would you look at that? It's all bad news, because everything's getting delayed. <laughs> Stupid. You thought you thought games come out on their scheduled release dates? You thought you were getting a game? Grow yeah. up, you child. <laughs> So first up, uh, that Suicide Squad game that we'd all kind of forgotten about, um, the one that apparently looks so bad that Warner Brothers and Rocksteady have officially delayed it again. Yeah. Uh, I saw a screenshot of it, and it was just like the inventory screen, and I was like, nope, not (laughs) interested. It had the fucking, uh, God, what's the, it's the Ubisoft game. It's like every Ubisoft game, but like. um, Division? Yeah, it's got like the Division thing where it's just like. Yeah, you you would love this shit. It's it's got loot written all inventory over. Inventory management? Yeah, just like full fucking character inventory for like Harley Quinn. I'm like, where's where's the gear? Where's she hiding it? Uh, and it's like you know, gold, purple, blue, green. It's like I am oh, I am balls deep. And in, it's in like in oh, if, if you add this like backpack, it adds a like plus point two point six uh you know success chance. I'm like fuck that. No, Batman didn't have any of that shit. Get it out of here. 
I wish I don't you would, want it. I wish you would get into Destiny with me. Uh, I, I I know it's this is gonna be controversial. I really love Destiny the, 2 and the new DLC. The only game with that kind of thing that appealed to me was uh, Borderlands because they went like so over the top with. There's a million guns. Yeah, but like yeah. Division, it's just like they're all the same gun. They're just like slightly better or worse than each other. Yeah. And I gotta spend 20 minutes after each raid, like just going through my inventory to make room. No. Yeah, not the, interested. The the easiest tip I can give is just not caring. Yeah. The entire well. time because no matter what gear you're getting, the next run you're gonna yeah. get something better. So yeah. Uh, anyway, oh yeah, back to uh, back to games. There. Suicide Squad yeah. kills Justice so, League. Uh, so Suicide Squad, their most release date was in May of this year, but that's been moved all the way back to later this year, according to ethical games journalist Jason Schreier, who added. A showcase of the game during a PlayStation stream last month was poorly received by fans. Uh-oh. But in addition to Suicide Squad getting delayed, which, who cares, a game that we're actually cautiously optimistic for has also been pushed back, which, fine. Please make this game as good and actually playable as possible. Take all the time you need. Todd? I'm giving Don't you my blessing. Don't let us down, Todd. Todd, you can take all the time you need. The beatings will continue until the game improves, Todd. Uh, still, yeah. It is disappointing that Starfield from Bethesda has been pushed back again, but here's the latest from Ars Technica. Bethesda's highly anticipated space exploration game, Starfield, is now due to release on September 6th, the publisher announced in a new trailer video Wednesday morning. The newest release date target for the game comes after the previous promise of a November 11th, 2022 release was eventually pushed back to an amorphous first half of 2023 window. Starfield's development was announced in 2018, but we had to wait until last June before we finally saw our first slice of No Man's Skyrim-style gameplay. We know you've waited a long time to play something new from us, Starfield director Todd Howard says in the announcement video. Believe it or not, we're kind of the same. We miss it. Howard goes on to promise a game that will have many of the hallmarks that you'd expect from us, He's talking about bugs. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a very unique experience. <laughs> we have poured ourselves into this game, and even I'm surprised how much we can pour. It is large. And again, I want this game to be so good. Yeah. But I know that it it's going to have problems, and you literally have to be more patient than the release date because we're going to be beta testing this thing for a couple months before the patches are fixing it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hopefully it's all worth the wait whenever it does actually hit platforms, though we think that the September 6th date still a bit presumptuous. Yeah. So if it does release this year, we would bet a, a signed Elon dollar that it will release in November, just before the holiday season spending spree, and, yeah. and it will they'll release it unfinished because yeah. they know you're going to fucking buy it. It's going to be buggy as hell. You so little piggy. Just wait a year. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna oink-oink that game up and you're going to whine, but they already got your $60. $70. $70. first. <laughs> uh, I believe it's the first premium-priced game for Xbox. Well, I mean, $70 price that's tag. inflation. And, like, I don't know. At least with the... I mean, they did invent horse armor. I'm trying to, like... Fallout 4 had DLC, but, like, the game... Mostly The base game was already... Like, I'd say the base game was actually a full, yeah. like, value uh, title. So, I don't know. It, I guess it, we'll see. It does put added pressure on this game to fulfill all the wants and needs of the consumer because, despite it just being $10 more, it does have that big price tag on it where people will yeah. undoubtedly be very upset it's if gonna, anything's this, broken. This is going to be the next Cyberpunk. Yeah. By which I mean it'll be a perfectly good game. A perfectly that, fine that, game. That pisses off so many people who built it up so much in their minds that yeah. they'll never be satisfied. Exactly. But 
hopefully it's like, you know, obviously people still aren't happy with Cyberpunk, even though it has fixed a lot of its at least performance issues. But hopefully it turns into the, the thing that everyone thinks it's copying, which is No Man's Sky, which is the best redemption arc for a video game it's wild in the that, history of video games. Yeah, they've released that on like more platforms than GTA 5. Also, it's, it's uh, they did an update, I guess, for the PSVR 2 that is apparently incredible. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's that. Anyways, as you probably noticed, uh, the 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 creator economy hitting a rut. You know, the sponsors just aren't coming through yeah. like they used to anymore. So if you do want to support the show, we highly suggest hitting that join button below. Or we, if you got uh, commitment issues, you can uh, press the thank button. Press the thanks button for a one-time. Throw some coins yeah. at the Witcher. But with the join button, you get a bunch of emotes. It's really fun. You get to know that you're you're you're. It's like yeah. five bucks. And uh, we really do appreciate all of the members. And when you visit the channel, you even pop up in the, uh, hey, look at all of our members section. Yeah. Uh, anyways, aside from that, uh, you're doing a great job with the likes. We can't thank you enough on all these likes. Let's go for 80,000 likes. 80,000 likes video. today uh, yeah. and uh, 50,000 comments. Yeah. Uh, do the Twitter hack where uh, you can go viral just by constantly commenting. Yeah. Um, proof positive that it works. The algorithm picks up on it. But regardless, don't even worry about becoming a member if, if you can't afford it or anything like that. Just a view. We're happy to have you. Leave a comment if you can. And, of course, watch our most recent videos. Here's one about just a lot about Elon Musk and his managerial skills, yeah, which he are sucks. lacking. He's not good. Yeah. Uh, he's Also, his next plan is Elon cities, just like the Trump city. Oh, so good. Get ready for that. And also, uh, Mr. Beast, he saw our video and he said, launch the 20,000 shoe giveaway. Yeah. We need, to, we need to do some PR on this now. We got him. We saw Internet Today's video attacking... The Feastables, and we had to give everyone in Africa shoes. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Watch both those videos, and we'll see you soon. Bye.